0: Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the PE Squad Podcast. Today, Donald and Natalie will interview Justin Estes. Justin is a Texas native and works out of CrossFit Garland. There, Justin specializes in many different skills, but today's interview will focus on some unique skills as Justin is an expert in functional fitness skills and youth empowerment. Today's interview is one you will not want to miss. Stay tuned for the episode. Sounds
1: good. So we'll get started. So this is another episode of the PE Squad Podcast. Um, I have Nathalie here. She's one of our regular co-hosts. Andrew Martin's not not here today, so we're just going to keep on without him. Um, I have a good friend of mine, uh, Justin Estes. He's a coach here at CrossFit Garland here in Garland, Texas. Um, He's been doing some really cool things with um, a youth empowerment class for uh, kids and it's through um, through fitness, teaching the kids uh, what he's got going on and his uh, knowledge nuggets. So
2: I'm gonna let him introduce himself a little bit and then we'll get started. Awesome, well, thank you uh, for having me. And like I said, my name is Justin Estes. Um, I coach here at CrossFit Garland um, and I run the 3Q Fitness Youth Empowerment Program here in Garland, Texas. Um, short kind of explanation about what we do is we're a functional movement, um, fitness program for young athletes building just a huge base. Um, and then it's a character driven level system. Um, so what that means is we, we literally have multiple milestones for our different levels of the program. We group everything in different like shirt colors, almost like, Uh, Taekwondo or martial arts, because the founders of this program, they are um, former USA Olympic uh, Taekwondo athletes, and their gym in Miami is huge, and they're just crushing this program. But the whole thing really is for 45 minutes, we want kids to come in and have a safe space to train, move well, um, hold them to a really high standard of movement, get them pretty sweaty, but then shut everything down for about 10 minutes and have a conversation with them over... Different words each month. Um, like one t- one word of the month is like leadership, you know. And we define leadership as, um, you know, follow me, I know the way, you know, things like that. Um, we'll define what character means, what discipline means, um, integrity, um, you know, all those types of things. And we just have conversations based on you know what they're experiencing with mm-hmm. their age group. I know that said so that was a short answer, but I gave a long answer. No, that's fine. No, <laughs> it's
1: good. Um, so some so some of the things, it's not really. Justin, it's not really CrossFit itself. It's more of what would you call it? Because I know it as, because to be honest with you, you you came to me and you asked me back when you first started this, you asked me if I wanted to coach this. Um, at the time, we were going through, me and my wife were going through moving and stuff and right. whatnot. Um, I mean, I would have loved doing it and some things. So it's not CrossFit. What would you call this? What would would you call it from what you've learned
2: of going to all the seminars and stuff? Um, You know, I would just classify it as honestly just functional fitness. Um, And the purpose of it is not to develop like the next great CrossFit athlete. The purpose of it is to give kids a huge base. And I always ask parents, like, how tall is a pyramid? Mm -hmm. So I'll ask you, like, how tall is a pyramid? as tall as it can be as tall as yeah but as as, as tall as its base is wide okay so then everyone's always like oh that's interesting i'm gonna use that nugget like that's great okay and that's really like the whole point is um we look at whether you're five or 15 or 17 or however old you are um we look at some things like you should be able to hold your chin above the pull-up bar for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. You should be able to run 800 meters in under four minutes. You mm-hmm. should be able mm-hmm. to do um, 50 air squats in a minute. You should be able to do certain things like that. And like now, some things like, yeah, that can be deemed like, oh, you're going to get them ready for thrusters or whatever. These kids don't touch a barbell until they get to the third progression of our, um, of our program. And in the first two progressions, they're doing things like Um, five unbroken pull-ups they're doing um a you know a full rope climb they're doing um holding a handstand position for 30 seconds like they're building a huge base before they ever grab a bar and start pressing or start squatting so i think Mm -hmm. we've maybe squatted with a barbell i think maybe five athletes have done that in the almost three years we've been doing this
0: So how many levels do you have? Like if you were like, let's say you were running a full blown program and you've got people at every single level, how many levels would there be?
2: So we try to split it up by age group first. And so we try to get like the young elementary kids um, and like the older elementary kids and then middle school and high school, because one, you know, as you guys know, conversations are very different among all ages and so it's just exposing those kids to that kind of stuff isn't necessarily the greatest thing um, mm-hmm. but as far as levels go we have white, blue, black and camo and the black is is a kid that could probably roll into any adult crossfit class and be okay and survive but mm-hmm. they're still not like they're not going to have any weight on their barbell and things like that mm-hmm. um, Even like the teens, like we're still building a lot of foundational strength there. Um, Camo, that would be a kid that is probably in high school playing multiple sports. And, you know, if they want to come throw down with their parents in any sort of adult class or like a weightlifting class or something like that, they've got all the tools necessary to be able to safely, um, I guess, go through that that class. Mm -hmm. So... I hope that answers the question. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it, yeah. it does. Um, yeah.
2: I think th-
1: this this is really uh, a good program for kids because now I see, especially me being an elementary school PE teacher, I see kids now getting more involved in making themselves better at a sport. And the only way that they can is by getting outside and doing something. But you bring that into more of a controlled environment Where they can have the proper coaching and the proper, um, let's see, proper structure with this and to make them into a better athlete. So, would you say this is part of that building a foundation into making kids a better athlete? And do you have kids that are in your program um, that
2: are kids that play sports and whatnot? Yeah. um, Most of the kids in our program right now are. We, we only have a handful of kids that are, that are competitive in, in sports. Um, we have soccer, we have a gymnast in the program, uh, but most of the kids honestly are kids that see their parents work out and mm. just kind of like want that for themselves. That's good. And, that's awesome. and that's, that's huge. Um, but yeah, the, the goal really, you know, since we've only been doing this for a couple of years or uh, like almost three years, we haven't really had anybody age up to the high school level, until this year coming up. And so we have a kid that's a freshman and he played high school soccer, but then he's also kind of been like, you know, I haven't played baseball in a few years and I can do things now that I couldn't do then. And so it's it's some of that stuff. And then I take these elements too. And on the side, um, I do performance training for volleyball athletes, baseball athletes, some football athletes, stuff like that. and athletes that are middle school, high school, that want to make their their team for the school or a club team, all the way up to we have an athlete here that Robert has trained forever, that I've gotten to train for the last couple of years. She's a professional volleyball player. And then we have another athlete that I've been training this year that he plays football at Notre Dame. And these elements here are things that when we work with these guys and, you know, like Notre Dame, they wanted this kid to do pull-ups in one of the first sessions and he's like, man, pull-ups always hurt my shoulders. And I'm like, well, what does it look like when you hold your chin above the bar for 10 seconds? And he's like, oh, I can't do that. I'm like, well, guess what we're working on for your warm-ups now for the next six weeks. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and that little piece translated to being in a better position with his bar path on a power clean to, we added 50 pounds to his power clean in, you know, just moving better. If that good. makes sense. Yeah. So moving better, you're teaching kids to move. Better. Yeah. I mean, the, the idea really is if you're like, we have a kid that's been in the program since it's start. And if she right now wanted to play a sport, there's no sport that she wouldn't walk in. And just from a purely movement standpoint alone, blow people away. And, you know, we've, we have a, a I have a couple of volleyball coaches on my Instagram feed that i've posted her doing rope climbs and box jumps like this girl is her chin goes up to the 24 inch box and she can do 15 box jumps at 24 inches in under a minute like it's nothing and this volleyball coach was like does she want to come play volleyball has she ever played volleyball does she want? and i'm like you know right now she's just enjoying her fitness mm-hmm. and then the my mentor program what they do is they also run a martial arts studio and his martial arts program is very very big and it's uh threshold kids in Miami and if you are in the Miami area and you're looking for your kid to like train that is where you need to go because coach Anthony Graf he's graf coach Graf is amazing Mm -hmm. and like he's doing these high level seminars on childhood psychology and you know burnout with kids in sport and all these things well he sits down with us the first time we meet him and he's like i've had kids that have, that i've been working with for 7 years that have never played a sport walked into high school sophomore year and started on the basketball team the track team and the football team because they're
0: so athletic that's awesome
2: and i'm just like that's as a parent how is that not what you want for your kid that's awesome you yeah, know that's true that's true
0: oh and i love it because it goes Totally against that whole idea of specializing at such an early age and how much damage that, well, I shouldn't say necessarily damage if done well, but just how many opportunities are you taking away from kids by having them specialize rather than just working on such a broad base?
2: Oh, for sure. And I think, I actually think damage is a good term. Um, there's, there's been, I wish I had it in front of me, but there's there, I read this article about six months ago and I don't know if it was Stanford or it was it's a big university that you see the name and you're like, oh, I gotta listen to this. But they break down these trends and specialization in like youth baseball and soccer and um, AAU basketball and what happens to these kids as they get older and then they want to go play other sports. And it's it's not that you're not an athlete, but it's that you don't have the foundational strength to you know, for other sports and it just it just puts you in this box and then you almost psychologically think I can only be a basketball player now I can only be a football player now or I can only do this or that or whatever and then that's when the kid starts to feel pressured and burnt out and stressed and now it's like am I really in love with basketball or is that really just my only option
1: yeah
0: yeah
2: yeah that's true
1: um, so, so, some of the things that I enjoy about this program is uh, the empowerment part. Like you had mentioned, you guys have words of is it of the
2: week or of the day? It's a month, monthly, yeah we so we have a we have a power or an an empowerment word each month mm. and then we have a power chat. And nice. one of my favorite athletes ever, um, his name is Joel. And if you're other, other kids, if you're listening, you're my favorite too. So <laughs> um, well, I, I'll say this, like one of my favorite stories of just ever like working with kids and anything like that, just, I guess, kind of to backtrack my background with working with kids. Um, my dad is a coach. He's coached at, he coached at Woodrow Wilson for almost 20 years and then North Dallas high School is where he's at now. He coached at Garland, like, you know, and these are Woodrow and Garland at West Mesquite, the places he's been are big time football programs. So he's he's been in these big programs for so long and I've always gotten to see my dad um, like playing these big games, coach these big games, have these big wins. But the thing that was the best part was the relationships he built with these kids. And so I have an older brother that is not um, a, my biological brother, um, but he played for my dad in high school and just had a rough situation. And it wasn't that, you know, it wasn't this, like, huge sob story. Like, oh, you know, he's you know, out on the streets every night. Yeah, but it was close. Mm-hmm. And my dad ended up being kind of like a parent role for him. And then he went to his sister from my uncle. And he just always kind of stayed in the family this whole time. So it was just, I got to see that relationship over eight years develop. And I've always wanted that yeah so then we get into this program and we have an opportunity to to talk about character in a way that i don't really get a chance to talk about with the adult classes and i don't really do with our performance athletes in different sports because they're just like in and out driven when they finish with us they're probably going to their skill coach or they're probably going to their chiropractor or pt yeah you know or whatever yeah so i'm telling you this long story i guess to kind of give you my you know that kind of drove me to working at the Boys and Girls Club here in East Dallas, working at the YMCA, um, and then working for the city of Dallas and and Lifetime Fitness, you know, running these big programs with kids, 500 to 1,100 kids in a program, and just feeling kind of dejected because I don't have the ability coordinating these programs to get in and work with them individually. So we start this program here at the gym and Joel, is here with his mom and his mom's trying to work out and we have these informational cards at the front of the gym and one of the members tells me hey that kid at the front he just took all the cards and he's throwing them at people um in the parking lot so i walk out and i grab the cards from him and and i'm kind of like of this mindset of like i'm not going to feed into these behaviors i'm not going to reprimand you i'm not going to yell at you i'm not because i don't have a relationship with the kid for one you know i'd maybe seen him three or four times and then he kept doing it you know every five minutes and so finally i walk out and i was like hey buddy this is not going to be how we're operating ourselves here this is this is not what i expect of you and it's not what i want from you and moving forward if you're going to be here in the gym the expectation is that you're going to respect the gym you're going to respect the space and i was like are you are you hearing me and he's like no and i was like okay well can you at least give me like a no sir and he was like no sir I was like, "Thank you, sir." And so I started calling him "sir." I started being very polite with him, and his whole mood started to change. Well, then his mom walks up, and she's like, "Ready to just, you know?" And and every parent can kind of identify with this. And if you're not a parent, you're you've been a child, and you can identify.
0: <laughs> yeah. You
2: you are in public embarrassing your parent, and you're like, oh, "I'm about to get my butt beat."
1: Yeah. See, you know? me and me mm-hmm. we're new parents, so yeah. we don't know that yet. It's okay for our kids to get upset in public. See, we're new parents. So we don't oh, know that feeling. We'll yet. We'll have to
2: talk offline because we, we had our first spanking. Oh, Hey, we're, <laughs> we're, we're at that point now. She's yeah. moving around and stuff. We gotta, so we, we got to lay hands sometimes. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> joking. Um, but so, you know, his, his mom comes up and I've, and i have a relationship with his mom at this point for a few months training her. And she's, you know, and I was like, Hey, Nancy, could you do me a favor? And she's like, yes. And I was like, can you let me, you know, finish talking to him? And then tomorrow can y'all be here at 4:15 to sign a waiver for youth empowerment? Cause I want him to be in the program. And she's like, fine. And he goes, I don't want to work out. And I was like, well, here's the deal, bud. Like you kind of trashed the front lobby and I need you to pay me back somehow. There you go. And he's just like, Oh, well, he went from, he's always had good grades, but he went from A's and B's and his teacher telling him he talks too much that he's not respectful. He's not paying attention. He's not giving feedback to now two to three times a week, I'm seeing him in every class. He has to talk to me, he has to give me feedback Mm -hmm. and it has to be yes, sir, no, sir. He has to answer questions when we we have questions in class. And it just created this habit of him knowing that eventually he's gonna have to play the game. And And that's what I would call it. I was like, dude, you have to play the game with me. It's a game, we have to play it. So six months later, His mom comes to me and is like, look at this report card. And it's all A's for the past two, six weeks. And I start freaking out. I'm like, that's awesome. And she goes, look at the back though. And he got like a citizenship award. He had all these like S pluses and all these excellent marks Mm -hmm. on how he's super helpful, super respectful. One teacher even put on the comment, it's been an amazing turnaround for his behavior. And I was like, what? And, and And he looked at me and he almost like teared up and he goes, are you proud of me? And I was like, of course. And in that moment right there, I was like, that's what this program is. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. nothing else ever comes of this program. That moment was absolutely worth it. And for the last two years, he's gotten perfect attendance. He's gotten the citizenship award for his class. You know, it's, and he's, and he had all A's all last year. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And it's, it's, it's not the program though, but it's the it's creating that habit here for 45 okay. minutes and it's changed also the way that his parents have started to do some things with him because they've talked to me about it. They've been like, yeah, like we try to play the game at home too. And, and it's had that effect for other kids too. So that's the whole empowerment piece. Today. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, I hear about it and it's, so I listened to a couple other podcasts and so one is um, Jacko willink Scott one and ex Navy SEAL Marine dude and um he a couple of the ones i've been listening to lately they talk about discipline equaling freedom and it's like obviously you see it from a military standpoint of where that's applicable but you've got this kid now who is building that foundation of his own discipline through all these leadership stuff that you guys are doing with him and it's just like and you're watching it all turn around and it's just awesome because it's like as soon as you said that be like you were noticing those changes that's immediately what i thought of is this, this kid has finally learned some discipline and he's learning what self-discipline does. And it takes him from that AB student to behavior, some behavior issues, to he's owning his own behavior. He's got that ownership part down. Absolutely. And, oh, that gives me chills and goosebumps. It's awesome <laughs> to hear.
1: Yeah. So this, I, I really do like what he's done over here. And, and, some of his, and I know that he has two of my former students in his class. Um, and they were already great kids in general the, the two girls that I'm speaking of, um, I don't know, they're, they're, you know, I have like 900 kids at my school. Oh yeah. So, you know, the, the mom, she's, um, she's related to, uh, what's, what's, uh, Mar- not Marissa. Um, it's been a minute since we have been over here. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time since I've been at CrossFit Garland, but anyways, these two girls that, you know, they're, they're, they were really good kids, but Seeing them after they've been in this program, and knowing them prior, um, they they've changed a whole lot. You know their respect and and their their demeanor in school. I do remember one time I had to get onto one of them. It was the younger one, and I said, "You know what? I'm going to call Justin, and I'm going to let him know what happened." <laughs> and she her eyes literally went from, "You know you won't." I said, "Oh, just just let me show you." I'll, up his phone and i pulled up justin's number and she goes i'm sorry i I, i'm (laughs) so sorry i I will not do it again you know stuff like that and and you know this program has been really good for the kids in this area
2: um you know this 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 area is kind of not the best
1: i would i wouldn't say i would say kind of
2: yeah i mean where we are in garland it it is we are kind of like we border on like a lower socioeconomic Mm -hmm. area and and there's nothing there's not a lot for kids outside of like free church programs or free youth um, sports, youth sports yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And the way that Garland has structured their parks and rec department, um, not a ton of money has been going into those until this past year. So mm-hmm. hopefully, mm-hmm. youth sports and all those things start to build back up. Um, but it's, it's, it's a challenge, like it really is. It's, it's a challenge to get these types of things off the ground and kind of echoing what y'all said about the discipline aspect is one of the things that I've learned and that gets kind of preached to me through coach Graf and, and then the other coach is coach Tim Thackeray um, is they talk about how children crave structure you know mm-hmm. and really Great just John. like everyone ultimately craves structure just as adults we learn how to create our own structure. And the way a class is supposed to flow is everything is call and response, and then everything has um, different what we call grounders. And you guys, being PE teachers, are gonna you know gravitate towards this immediately. And I'm sure y'all do some of these things, I'm not all of them, but you know, I'll be teaching something, and I'll be like, you know, you know, when we squat, we won't wait in our heels. We won't wait an hour, and everyone's like heels, and it's like we won't wait an hour, and they're like heels, and it's and even. Like, <laughs> And, it's, and they have to match my energy too. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'll even, if they're kind of, I'll be like, wait in our heel. And then it's just kind of goofy. And we kind of get into it. And then when something good happens, we all take a quick knee. And I'm like, hey, you know, Angel just, you know, knocked out three reps at the end of that workout, even when he was tired. That's awesome. Let's give him a big rhythm clap. And we all clap twice, slap the ground twice in unison you know when we move to a different thing i'm like Mm -hmm. let's all get one big clap on one two three clap and it's just and everything is habitual and habitual and Mm -hmm. habitual and the kids start to get into that rhythm and flow and then but it takes 10 15 minutes every class yeah oh yeah oh i could i could totally adjust to that yeah yeah, and Mm -hmm. it just it just creates And it also creates more trust with them, too, Mm because if they trust that every class is going to have some element of call and response, Mm -hmm. we're going to do the power chat, we're going to do certain things that we always do, then they know that this is a constant, and then they can start when we have these power chats, they can trust, too, that I'm not going to freak out if you know, we we always end on like what, what your glow and your grow is for the day. What's the good thing that happened? What's your glow? Mm-hmm. And, and the grow is an opportunity to get better. I don't want to know what the worst thing that happened to you today was because everyone can dig into that. Mm-hmm. I want to know what you thought you could have done better to improve your day. Mm-hmm. And then everyone has a glow. And so when we get to those moments, we create that trust where they can tell me, like, well, my glow was I had a sandwich today. You know, it wasn't a great day. Like I had a sandwich. Okay. And then my grow is, you know, I, I talked back to my mom. You know, my mom was upset with me because I failed my test, and I yelled at her. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised at how many times, like, mm-hmm. middle school kids will open up about those things. And then when class is over, like, I feel like that.
0: Why do you feel like oh, you like, need to so, um,
2: argue with your mom? Why do you feel like you need to correct your mom why do you feel this and then and then it just becomes this whole thing that now we're really digging into much bigger things than pull-ups and I,
1: I i do feel like this class is a is a not i wouldn't say modified but i would say a better version of an elementary school pe class you have calm response you have you know fun activity to play with the kids. you know you do things that um I would do in my normal class, but you're putting things in like, you know, you have your word of the month you have, you know, you talk about the the glow and the growth things. So my question is, is could we take some of the things that you do in your class here at CrossFit Garland or in the youth empowerment program and put it into the schools where we are all working
2: together to make kids stronger, not only physically, but mentally? absolutely and and honestly that's been a goal of mine is to take this program and integrate it into a school and mm-hmm. see how it goes yeah and and the thing is you you have to find someone that is very very high energy and and who who are people hiring for that elementary school PhD teachers yep you know like no one's hiring Debbie downer to go teach PE. yeah you know, nope and and and, <laughs> yeah. my, and and my wife teaches third grade here in garland and the pe teacher over there every time i've been over there her kids are, are usually there because after school her kids are usually there they're playing like knockout or horse or something the kids are in a good mood she's always in a good mood she you know it's just it's she she just exudes what you're wanting and then anytime i've seen anything that you've put out it's the same thing yeah. and and so yeah to answer your question i, I think it could be really really useful because for one, the program is 45 minutes, whether you're five or 15, it's a 45 minute program. And then the other thing is you don't need squat racks. You don't need barbells. You don't need a ton of things. You, you really, you could do this program body weight only, Mm -hmm. um, and get through the first two levels just like that. And if you, if you have every kid in in an elementary school, that's done all of our white shirt items, then they're a pretty healthy kid because you're having to run 800 meters in less than four minutes. You're having to hold your chin above the bar for more than 30 seconds. You're having to demonstrate 10 perfect push-ups, not worm push-ups, not knee push-ups, perfect push-ups. You're having to demonstrate 50 air squats in a minute, and you both could probably think of upwards of a hundred kids at your schools that can't do any if not all of those things. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. and it really yeah. is sad because yeah. the the flip part of it is my best athlete for the last 3 years has been one of my youngest athletes and she just decided that she wanted to work hard and she blew through every skill on the white shirt in a year, which was super fast, and then it took her another like three months to blow through most of the things in the blue shirt. And she's very close to getting a black shirt. And, and I'm like, and I'm kind of conflicted. Cause I'm like, you're demonstrating all these things, but you're too young for me to give you a barbell. <laughs> like, <I'm> like, <laughs> I want to test this thing out. <laughs> but how many, how many fifth graders do we know that when y'all do the charity fun run or the walkathon thon or those types of things i know that's probably not what you call them that's what they're called when i was a kid um but when y'all are Fun doing run. those like cardio like long charity walks or jogs when the parents come up and you team up and it's a quarter mile run or it's a half mile run mm-hmm. or a mile or two miles how many of these graders are so out of shape that they're crying walking
1: Oh, I, I, a lot. There's, and the fitness gram is probably one of the the most feared things that we have. Is that the pacer test? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that causes so much anxiety. Yeah. We do the, we do that here, um, as a warm up to our run days. Wow. And we had a kid that was kind of in that spectrum that I talked about and he would get so anxious about it and he would cry and I would just be like, buddy, like, we're just gonna work through it. And as he started to be able to run more, he crushed the pacer thing here. Mm-hmm. And then he went to school and they did it. And he was like, I got like eight more levels than I've ever gotten. And I'm like, dude, and and, and a lot of it too is self-belief. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Of the anxiety of these things, you tell a kid, we're about to jump on this 10-inch box, and and they have so much anxiety tied to everything fitness related that they're they're placed with the challenge, you and I both know they could do we would put our entire paycheck on the line that they would have the ability to do it, but they refuse to jump. They refuse to get into that risk because they don't believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's all they're doing is negative self-talk, negative self-talk. So anytime we do a skill here, you have to tell me I can do this. You have to tell me what you're about to achieve before you can attempt it. You don't get to just walk up to the box and close your eyes and go. You have to stand, look at the box, look at me and proclaim to the class, like shout it out. I can do this. And we all are like, you got it. And then it's just like you've you've immediately just shut everything out and you have committed to achieving this goal. And then when they fail, they don't freak out. They're not scared. They're like, oh, I failed. And that's fine. I'm Mm going to try it again. Mm -hmm. And so it's just it's all of these things that y'all are trying as hard as you can as PE teachers to like you're I get to replicate it with a small amount of kids at a time. Mm -hmm. You have. An entire grade level coming to you sometimes at mm-hmm. a time. I mean, I don't know how it is right now, or so, even even a class. Yeah. You you might have a class of forty kids. You might have a class of thirty kids, and and you're supposed to now in under an hour go and you know it's just it's it's crazy to me. Yes, I, I, mean, I, yeah. I agree. And 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 the fitness gram. You you have to do things like that. Mm-hmm. You have to tell the state this is what we're doing to track their fitness. And and you don't have a ton of time because you are going to have the kid that's going to run the entire class because their dad runs marathons and they run with them. Yeah. And you're like, well, I know that, I know that John's going to run for days. So let's warm up and start this now. And then I know that, you know, Justin's going to be in the corner crying.
0: <laughs> but it's like, I listen to you, like the, everything that you're describing, at least in the education world. And I'm fairly, integrated with some of the other departments and we we I do some cross-curricular stuff with some of our other departments and there's been a huge push right now like in our district with growth mindset and that whole reaffirming and reframing our thoughts for that positive thinking and getting rid of that negative self-talk and if you do fail that okay that's fine I'm gonna try again and getting over that and it's just like Everything that you're describing that's going on with your program, education is trying to do, but for whatever reason we're operating in all these independent little silos instead of like bridging the gap into these other industries.
2: Yeah. And, and it's, I think a lot of it too is, so I, I I tried to talk to the district when this program started about getting a couple test schools Mm -hmm. and working together and it immediately got shut down because one, I probably talked to the wrong people, and then um, two, my pitch probably wasn't what it needed to be. I mean, because I hadn't really pitched anything like that, like that before. But anytime we try to do it with teams, where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, I've worked with volleyball athletes that you know are doing big things, or hey, I've, I've worked with baseball players that are doing big things. Like, let's do this with your team. Everyone immediately thinks, oh, he's going to want thirty grand to do this, and it's like, mm-hmm. no you know that's that's not the case yeah. you know yeah and and here's the wild part the districts have money set aside for things like this oh yeah oh yeah and you know in small small business owners and gym owners and people that run programs similar to this all over the nation like these are people that are all day every day e- eating breathing and sleeping movement mm-hmm. and dedicating yeah. their entire life to this mm-hmm. And it's almost like every school has resources right next to them. And and, and what, what my, my vision and my hope would be that programs like this are able to connect with the schools in their community and go in and help the PE teachers say, like, this is how we're doing things here. But then we set up a thing where you actually get a discount for being from Daughtery or Abbott or Mm -hmm. wherever, you get a discount to then come to our program because you're essentially in our affiliate pool. Mm -hmm. Like you are part of what we do. I know you're doing this, you know, when you're at PE. I know you're testing these things at PE. Your PE teacher has our level chart on the board. We know what these tests looks like. So now let's come and now we get to both work together and we're going to burn the candle on both ends. And we're just going to really maximize what these kids can do. Because then the other thing is, I don't want to see them five days a week. I only want to see them twice a week. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. that's kind of how our mentor program does it. Like burnout is a real thing. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. And, and you don't and, – and the other thing is just like – it's kind of like what we are touching on. Kids are associating fitness with pain all the time. Mm-hmm. And whether that be like emotional pain from I'm the fat kid and my friends are skinny. And when we go to the pool over the summer, I swim with my shirt on. Mm-hmm. Or pain as in, it literally hurts me to work out. And that could be for a number of reasons. It could be because mm-hmm. you're just moving incorrectly. Your coach isn't really sure what, you know, how to help you change that moving pattern or whatever. But either way, it's a negative association. And we just we just have to try to bridge that gap to where we want to make sure that we're seeing them enough to make a, an improvement in their health. But then we're also not seeing them so much so that when we get to day four or day five of the workout, maybe we do do thrusters. Maybe we do, you know, mm-hmm. burpees and the things that they hate. Maybe we do find a a CrossFit kids workout, which I don't have anything really against CrossFit kids. But I do have something against taking something that is for tribe for adults oh, yeah. and now saying that it's what kids need. Because I think that's what the big, big scare is with yeah. most people
1: is they associate. This, even though it is through a CrossFit gym, yeah, you know, I think they associate what you're doing with the sport of CrossFit, and I think Mm -hmm. that's what scares a lot of PE programs or districts is like, no, that's that's crazy movement kind of things, right? It's just but it's old school people not opening up their Mm -hmm. minds, having an open mindset, like Natalie said, uh, to, to to new things, yeah, better to be able to move better and to have a better foundation makes you live longer. I just think that's,
2: you know. Yeah, I mean, Robert, um, our owner, my boss, um, and you know, he's been my coach, my mentor for, I don't know, I'm um, 30, so since I was 19 or 20. Um, for a long time. Yeah, for a very long time. I, I've i heard him say upwards of a thousand times, Yeah, yes, you need to squat. Why? Because what is gonna happen when you're 85 and you're sitting on the toilet? i mean that's it i mean there's your answer yeah like none of us want to be the person ringing the bell to have the 21 year old nurse come in and help you off the pot like i know me i'm gonna it's gonna be so emasculating or i also (laughs) don't want my wife helping you out to come in and and now she's she's in her 85 you know gangly state and she's kind of helping me and we're I'm like rocking to get up. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, like we all need, I I will say like, I think CrossFit is CrossFit's doing a lot in the last year to get towards CrossFit health to Mm -hmm. get to the the original purpose Mm -hmm. of what coach Glassman wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And he's been very vocal about, you know, everyone needs the same prescription. It's just, it's just, the dose is different, you know, so we just said it you everyone needs a squat but we just don't need to squat the same way Yeah mm-hmm.
0: Well, one of the big things, and I was just brainstorming while you were talking too. So for other people who might have affiliations with gyms or are looking to do more of a community partnership, um, Justin, right now, I think you're in the right track because it's like you're already partnered with Donald. You two already know each other, and it sounds like you two have a great relationship. The next thing that I would do, especially if you're looking at like this youth empowerment program is everything that our district up here in Wisconsin like wants to do. Like we've got a partnership with our health department right now to focus on growth mindset for our high school students. Like we're doing a whole school-wide overhaul. That's a big thing that's happening in the next year. And then you look at Fayette and like one of our physical education teachers, he is certified CrossFit. He runs his class. He teaches foundational movements and he builds it up to the point where he's got kids coming in at 6 a.m. that do CrossFit workouts with him. He he does his own thing. And if you care to join, you join in. But what I'm thinking is, is for all these other businesses out there that are like, we have this awesome product. We're located next to a school and we want community relationships is as the physical educator connection, is really start working on how your program fits not only into the physical education standards, that way you can be housed under that umbrella, but then as well to go ahead and say, all right, this is what we're doing for growth mindset. This is what we're doing for all of these big trends now in education that we can help with. So that way you as a school district don't have to reinvent the wheel.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, that's definitely good information to have on that because oh, yeah. I, th- I think that's one of the things that we don't think about as, you know, everyone is kind of in this space. You're, you kind of have an entrepreneurial mindset mm-hmm. where it's just like, mm-hmm. it's this um, like Gary Vee's made it super possible, like super popular. Everyone's got to hustle and everyone's got to be edgy on their hustle and everyone's, you know, you have to work 80 hours a day. Like I know there's only 24, but you have to work 80, like, come on, let's go. And mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily the case. Like you, you have to make sure that you know if you want to hustle your kids' program, you got to make sure that you're right. It's got to fit into the standards of what your district is going to provide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know. And then from oh sorry, on. no go ahead.
0: I was say. From there, then it's talk to the curriculum director of like, what's your curriculum actually look like on paper? And where do you want your curriculum to go? Um, so up here in our school district, our curriculum is on an eight year cycle. So two years we're implementing, two years, I think it's it's like a, every two years, we switch our process, whether we're implementing, where we're finding, we're rewriting, and then we're approving. And so it's always getting a turnover. And so I don't know. Donald, if down by you you guys have a similar process with your FIED curriculum, but for other school districts, if you can find that plug in and show how you can actually enrich the curriculum, bring that to your curriculum director of like, this is how we can use some of our funds is to really not only enhance our students, but we're also enhancing our community.
1: Yeah. Our, our curriculum hasn't been touched since like 1999. So yeah, <laughs> it's been a long time. And that's why I think when he, when Justin mentioned that he, when he went and spoke to our, to somebody in our district that he had hesitation and negative feedback because our mm-hmm. curriculum is, is ancient. It's ancient. I, I, yeah. I look at some of the things on our fifth grade stuff that kindergartners can do now. So it's, 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 it's crazy to think that we can't do something new to challenge these kids and to give them a better um, foundation, okay. a better, Outlook on life through something like this that Justin's doing here um, and, and, and just change our whole entire district into better, healthier and mentally stronger kids. And, and I, mm-hmm. I feel like the program that he runs here is just outstanding and it has huge potential to change not only the kids that come into this door, But further down the road, the kids that step into my gym or the kids that step into another gym in our district or even the kids that are Mm -hmm. graduating and moving on to college that they have a not saying that they're going to go be athletes, but they have a sense of empowerment in themselves to say, I can do this because I know how to do this. And I have the the mentality and the power to move forward in, in my life because of what I've had in the past and the foundation that I've built. Mm-hmm. So I think he, I think that's, it's a, it's a big step. And I think we're, he's moving forward in some great things. And I think this has been a, a really cool podcast that, uh, do you have any other questions or anything?
0: No, not at the time, but I'm definitely like sitting here going like, ooh, next topic. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, he, he he's – I can get in touch with Justin pretty easy. He can come back on for a part two. Yeah, that'd be awesome. that would be Andrew awesome. We can Andrew come man. through because, you know, Andrew with his running club, I bet he has a lot of things that he can talk about.
2: There, there is one oh, yeah. one last little thing I think with like, – we, we've kind of been t- like, talking about how to get connected with the schools and how to partner there. If, if you're a, a program – and you're listening to this, or if you're like a gym owner or whatever, and you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's what I need to do. I need to, I need to morph my program into like, to match the curriculum, to meet those requirements. Like, yes, you do need to take those things into consideration. But the other thing that I'll challenge you with is you really anyone starting a kid's program, you need to ask yourself why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of, I know a lot of guys in the Dallas area that have seen what we've done here and they've gotten more kids than what i've gotten and that's cool and i'm and i'm not going to knock that but i know that when we have the conversation about the program it gets to a point that eventually they just start copy and pasting the adult class and you know just kind of make it like a like a hang and a vibe and it's just cool and we get edgier and edgier as we go on but i would challenge you to ask a what is your point of working with kids Mm -hmm. and if your purpose of working Mm -hmm. with kids is to grow future leaders like I would hope that anybody kind of affiliating with youth empowerment is doing um then you then go to the school and you connect with them and you're not looking at how do I double my revenue because if you're doing things the right way if you're doing them for the right reasons then you are your program is going to be blessed you know if Like, that's why, you know, when we would do anything, like my whole pitch would always be, I want to offer you guys our membership rate for like, if you're a parent, uh, you know, and your child is here, it's actually 50% off of the membership if you're outside of the gym. Um, So we kind of like make it like an add on to the family membership. Mm -hmm. I want to offer your kids that if you guys are going to, you know, kind of cross remote and affiliate with us. So that would be kind of like my last little thing that I've learned lately to get people to kind of understand that you, you just can't think of, Oh, there's a school with 900 kids. That's 900 potential new clients. Like, no, think of there's a school of 900 kids and maybe 200 of them are pretty healthy. Maybe 300 of them could be healthy. And then maybe a bunch of them are at risk of, you know, type two diabetes, mm-hmm. of you know, mm-hmm. heart conditions of all these things and are just down on themselves every day. They're waking up just down they're going to buy clothes at old Navy and their parents are having to take their fourth grader to the adult section to get an adult large because the youth extra large makes you look like a tube of toothpaste getting rolled up. You know, Mm -hmm. it sucks. And Mm -hmm. that's what we're having to deal with Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'll get off my soapbox.
1: (laughs) We have no issues with getting on soapboxes (laughs) here, man. -hmm. I mean, it's all good. No, I, I, I really do appreciate, uh, Justin coming on and, and sharing his knowledge of what he's been doing, and I think it's, I think it's a long time coming for people to hear some things like this because I, I, there's a new age of PE coming through, and I think mm-hmm. this is what it should be like. We are not just there to wear gym shorts and and be the cool guys on on our school. Uh, we're we're there to, like he said, build future leaders. You know, make kids into better younger better adults into, into for their future and i think that's what we should be getting at and i think that's a reason why i asked him to come on so
2: that's that's how i feel if if anybody's listening and they're interested in youth empowerment um i will kind of like shamelessly plug the gym like you know 3q fitness is our gym name um our big program is crossfit garland you can find us online by searching either of those things um on instagram uh, we are 3Q Youth, Youth Empowerment. Um, my Instagram handle is the Justin Estes. So, you know, I made that when I was like 19. So don't make fun of me. Um, <laughs> but then <laughs> I'd also encourage anyone interested in this program for their own gym or um, they do have a PE programming affiliate and all these things. Um, but it's, it's just Youth Empowerment Systems by the Juice Athlete Compound. So J-A-C Youth Empowerment Systems. And that'll get you in touch with anthony Graf or tim thackeray and then reach out you know to the podcast and i can I'll always message this info to you guys mm-hmm. if anybody wants that so i think it's a great resource to have in there their seminars are fantastic
1: yeah we'll share it yeah. We'll put it on our face we have a, we have a facebook that we put it out and we'll blast it through all the nice. pe facebook's and stuff and right. mm-hmm. twitter and whatnot so awesome. yeah i do appreciate you coming on
2: and, yeah well thank you all for having me was yeah. Cool. Yeah,
1: it was really fun uh well, thank you. That's that's the end. <laughs> that's that's basically yeah. the end of, of what we're doing. And I know Andrew will cut it up and whatnot. But Natalie, I really appreciate you coming on. So yeah, it's been fun. Yeah,
0: appreciate it.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, till next time, we'll see you. Till next time. Yeah.
2: All right. Thanks, Max. All, right. All right. Bye.
0: All right, bye. All right, bye.
2: Are you still recording? Yeah,
1: he'll just cut out. Okay. okay.
2: I went a little long.
1: No, man, that's good. No, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, that's good.
1: What's tonight? Twenty seventh? Yeah, I have to delete a few of them. Yeah. So yeah, that was good. Nice. That's fun, man. I I I do I do think we can get.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the PE squad podcast until next time, stay safe and be on the lookout for the squad.